There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got some great stories, and our first story of the day is from Anubis3210. My boss said, sue me, so I did. I was 19 when this happened. I'm a plus-size girl who's confident in my body. I've been working at the same big chain restaurant since I was 15 years old. It was my first job. It's what one would call higher-end fast food. When I went to college, I transferred stores and began working at the same place in another city. Everything was going great for about a year until we got a new boss. Immediately, he singled me out and told me I needed to stop dressing the way I do because it was going to lead to men harassing me. He would say this daily to me and also told me graphic stories of assault he had witnessed at our workplace because of leggings. One day, I stood up to him and told him it's not appropriate that he says this stuff, especially given all the people under the age of 18 we worked with. Later, into his first week, he yelled at me for something minor and told me I should just quit because he's going to find a way to get rid of me. So I did. He was transferred to another store and I came back under a new boss who was amazing and understood what the previous boss had done was wrong. I worked without incident for a month and then my original terrible boss came back. Again, he singled me out and tried to make me uncomfortable by telling me I was going to get harassed. This time I fought back. I told him straight up if he continued, I would sue him and the company for doing nothing after I reported it. He laughed at me and said go ahead and that I would never get a dime from the company. Cue malicious compliance. I quit on the spot that day and contacted a lawyer who advised me to file a complaint against the company with the EEOC for sexual harassment and retaliation. After a long year of waiting, the company agreed to a mediation by an outside neutral party. I negotiated and was awarded 15000 in damages. I'm not sure what happened to him, but the company must be pissed. He messed with the wrong pre-law student. Honestly, I'm proud OP stood up to this jerk. If I found myself in a situation like that, I don't know if I would have the courage to actually reach out and inquire about a lawsuit and push this thing the way it actually needs to be pushed. If you were in a situation like OP, would you reach out and actually inquire about a lawsuit over something like this? Let me know in the comments. Our next story is from Crazy Co Kids. You ordered it for 15 minutes from now. That means 15 minutes. I work in what is apparently the sole source of food in this town. We have lines out the door regularly. Recently, we had an upsurge in remote orders, and people have been stepping out of the line and saying, I'm already here, give me my sandwich. We know why they're doing this, they think you'll skip the line this way, when what this actually does is gum up the line for everyone else since they want us to drop what we're doing and make their food because, I'm already here and I'm too important to wait in line. But placing a remote order requires you to say it'll be for at least 15 to 20 minutes later. So the next food inning, we hear the remote order alert going off the hook. As if on cue, here comes the junior Karens of America who say the usual line, I'm already here, just make the food. Well, we tell them, hold on, Karen Freakerson says you'll pick up at 1130. 
It's 11 now. We'll have this ready in 30 minutes. A second line forms of people who think they've beaten the system only to find now that we're enforcing pickup times. And some of these people find out that they end up waiting longer and now are getting in other people's way, causing them to miss their pickup times by a whole minute because they have to step over each other to get to the pickup section. Hey, that's when you ordered it to be picked up. As somebody who outwardly is not the most social person, something like this actually is kind of terrifying to me. I would never be that type of person that orders food and immediately shows up, hoping they just make it on the spot. I don't think it could be part of my DNA to pop up and just hope that somebody overextends themselves and moves me up in front of the line. I personally would never be able to do something like that. Just makes me feel like these Karens have like so little respect for anybody else because of that. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has awesome stories, like our next one from New Expression 5724 You want to escalate to Tier 3 support? Okay, there's a process for that. Let's do it. I worked in customer support for a tech firm, and if I may say so, the company's good at it, and I'm good at it. We have customer satisfaction stories and data to prove it. Our customer support is what gives us a competitive advantage in our marketplace and makes us very profitable. One day, I get a phone call from a customer. I say, hello, my, and his response is, I want to talk to third tier support. Okay, we have a process for that. What seems to be the problem? No, you don't understand. I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to third tier support. Actually, I do understand. You want to talk to third tier support. I'm setting that up. But there are a few questions I have to ask you, and if I don't know the answers to those questions, then they aren't going to call you. They're going to ask me to call you back and get those answers. So, what seems to be the problem? He explains to me the problem. I say, have you tried this? No, you don't understand. I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to third-tier support. You know, the guys who aren't working from a script. I assure you, sir, I'm not working from a script. Have you tried this? Yes, I did. Now may I talk to third-tier support? I say, have you tried that? Yes, I did. Now may I talk to third-tier support? My problem isn't on your script. I say, there is no script for this problem. I'm asking you this question because I thoroughly understand our device, and I know from previous experience that that might solve your problem. Have you tried this other thing? He says, what makes you think that this other thing is going to solve the problem? I say, well, I've been doing this work for a couple of years now, and I have a pretty good idea of how these things work. So, I thought this other thing might solve the problem. They say, look, I have a master's degree in computer science. I want to talk to somebody in third-tier support. I say, just try this other thing. And if that doesn't work, then I'll give you the third-tier support. They say, promise? I say, promise. I can hear him typing away in the background, swearing and cursing. I can hear when he hits the return key because he hits it hard. Then he picks up the phone and says, it's working now. I say, great, you still want me to escalate the third tier support? Then I get a torrential outpouring of expletives. Since this is a family channel, I won't give the details out, but rather leave it to your imagination, gentle reader. Then he hung up on me. Wouldn't you know it, he got a customer satisfaction survey and I got straight zeros. I got called into my boss's office and we had a conversation about the call. He was upset, and I can't say I blame him, because he also gets graded on our survey scores. He called in some third-tier support people to listen to the recording, for training and quality assurance purposes. 
and they say I did everything right. He, me, did not deserve that rating. They also said there was no way I deserved that abuse and that the survey should be tossed out. Unfortunately, the rules are the rules and that score counted. So, I lost my quarterly bonus? A couple thousand dollars. However, the big boss felt awful about the whole affair. So, he and his wife took my wife and me out to dinner at the most expensive restaurant in town. We had a lovely time. At the end of the evening, I noticed that he paid for the meal with his personal, not his corporate credit card. I asked him about that, and his response was golden. I'm in a position where I could probably get away with it, but that wouldn't be right. What happened to you wasn't right either. This dinner is my way of making it up to you as best as I can, and I figured if I'm going to do that, I might as well take my wife and your wife along. Why not? You know I was married because I have the ring. I love that guy. Worked for him for years. I would have liked a couple of thousand dollars, but the acknowledgement that I'd been screwed was a good second place. I respect how chill OP really was about the whole thing, but I would be pissed in this situation. It sucks because OP seemed to really like their working scenario, but I would want to like, kind of flip out like the customer did to my boss over the fact that because an irate customer just personally is upset and doesn't like you and hates the world and gives you a zero, you can just get screwed over despite doing everything right? I guess that's just how life is sometimes. Wouldn't you guys be flipping out over this too? Our next story is from Sudden Pineapple 821 Complain about my covered driver-facing camera? Fine, I'll uncover it. Dash cams, they are both our best friend and worst nightmare. Depending on your company, these cameras can either save your butt or be a tool for micromanagement. Dare to take a sip of water on a 500 mile trip? You best bet you're getting a phone call. These cameras face both outside and inside of the truck and record anytime the key is turned over. For me, I'm local so I'm home nightly, and most normal drivers, this really isn't an issue since we don't live in the vehicle. But for my friend Linda, not her real name, this isn't the case. Linda is a team driver. Her and her teammate share a truck. They go 500 miles from the main hub, drop their trailer, and then the same day come back. She lives in the truck from Monday evening until Friday or Saturday night. That camera would be like having a camera in your bedroom with a bunch of creepy men on the other side of it just watching. Well, my friend Linda is a bit paranoid and will typically toss her hat over the camera when they're sitting in the yard just waiting on a trailer for a few hours. Her and her teammate at this point are typically sleeping, so there's zero need for the camera to be on anyway. In the summertime, they turn the truck off, but most of the year it's better to just let the truck idle. Then, the company started calling her. Why? To complain about her hanging her hat on the dash cam so she could have a couple hours of privacy while literally sitting in the yard not moving. Keep in mind that if she did move, that they see it on the front facing camera and on the electronic log that automatically flips if the wheels are rolling. Also keep in mind that in those hours, her partner typically drove the 5 miles home in his personal vehicle for a shower. Here's where the malicious compliance comes in. This is also exactly how she tells the story, so it's mostly in her words. Linda is not a spring chicken. She's been trucking a long time and has lots of experience on the road in dealing with these companies. She's also lost over 200 pounds, so there's lots of parts of her body that just hang. So if these creeps want to see what she's doing when she parks for the night, she'll show them. She went to the back of the lot, accidentally left the curtain kind of open and changed her clothes. She made sure she did it nice and slow too. By some miracle, they stopped complaining about her or any other driver covering their cameras when they're parked. 
All I know is if I was working a job like this where my camera was on and facing me at all times, I'd want to cover it up too. I think everybody deserves the right to that kind of privacy, don't they? If they tried to insist that I had to keep the camera on, I would rather quit than try to keep working there. And our final story of the day is by Meowshin there. Want me to work for my interview? Will do. Background, I work in mostly a niche-ish area of law called discovery. Basically, when someone starts a legal proceeding, each party gets to ask other parties for certain documents relevant to the case. Sometimes, parties refuse to produce certain documents because of reasons like attorney-client privilege. I argue why my client's documents are properly withheld, or the other side's documents are improperly withheld. One day, I see a job board post from a local law firm looking for a research and writing position with required experience in discovery disputes. This raises a red flag for two reasons. First, local law firms normally do not need to hire full-time R&W people because less than 95% of the firm's cases are very similar, i.e. a personal injury firm normally only handles personal injury cases, so keeping a full-time researcher is not worthwhile when all your cases are basically the same. When these local firms need something researched, they either just do it themselves or pay someone else for a few hours of work. Second, this local firm hired a friend of mine by telling them, start here, work hard, and move up to senior associate in a few years, before promptly letting them go after a few busy months. I go ahead and send my resume over and get scheduled for an interview pretty quickly. During the interview, I gave them a fairly high salary ask, which they agree to almost instantly. It's a trap.jpg. Then the partner hits me with the following, we ask all candidates to provide a writing sample before the final interview. I say sure thing. I thought I attached one to the application, but let me grab my phone and double check. They say, oh, not that writing sample. That's too generic for an evaluation. Here's a legal question that we want you to research. I say, I see. More than happy to do that at an hourly rate. They say it should be fairly quick work. No other candidates asked us for writing sample compensation, and this makes it seem like you won't be a team player. If you aren't interested in the position, just tell us. I say, let me think about it. So I go home and search a couple of local court dockets, and wouldn't you know it, this firm is involved in a case with a hearing set on exactly the discovery question they want me to produce a free writing sample on. Hehehe <laughs> lizard.gif. I send an email back saying, sure thing, I'll make the writing sample, as long as it guarantees consideration for the R&W position. They say yes, I write a fantastic memo and send it in. A few weeks go by and I email asking for an update on the final interview. No response. Then I check that court docket and wouldn't you know it, they straight up copy and pasted parts of my memo in the response. Always sunny, you dumb witch.jpg. I send a demand letter for payment plus fees. No response. I file a lawsuit for fraud. Oh baby, then I got a response. A frothy, salty response. Frothalty. I got called some names. They went on and on about how I was going to lose and, after I lost, how they were going to countersue me. I said, sounds good, can't wait to lose. I guess you did hire a full-time R&W attorney. I mean, it would be like baby town frolics easy to win if you never hired for that position. Actually, it would be even easier if you never even had a final interview for the spot. I'm sure you aren't that dumb though. I got the check 30 days later. I just love this story. OP is just so on the ball. I wish there was anything in my life that I could have done that felt nearly as satisfying as what OP did here. I could die happy if I called somebody out on a bluff that hard. 
But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another malicious compliance story that was crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 